Welcome, and thank you for tuning into Organon, the official podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data, insights, and change. According to the German market research company Statistica, Statista, some of the most common New Year resolutions for 2018 including, included eating healthier, exercising more, saving more money, and focusing on self-care and wellness. However, as we've learned from New Year's resolutions of previous years, most people don't adhere to their commitments. On today's episode, we share our resolutions for 2018, why in general resolutions are so difficult to maintain, and what you can do to stay committed. Present today to discuss this topic from New York City, we have myself, Carl Etemendi. And Jasmine Etemendi. And recording from sunny Los Angeles, we have... Hey there, Casey Shap. And Courtney Hirose. Jasmine, take it away. It's that time of the year where we're all thinking about, okay, I have made some resolutions, and what am I going to do now? Statistically, only 30% of Americans actually do their New Year's resolutions because they have New Year resolutions that they cannot, that they're not attainable or sustainable. So, for example, for me, I, if, if I was a smoker and I wanted to quit smoking, I wouldn't just say, I'm going to quit smoking today and go cold turkey. Because what research shows and just even coaching or health professionals, they say that it's important for you to think about what can you do to make it a process where you would quit smoking within like a six-month period. So that's the most important piece. And for me, one of my New Year's resolution is just to have more adventures. And by that, I mean visiting more places that I haven't been to. I love food, so I plan to eat my way through Brooklyn with Carl. (laughs) And yesterday we went to a Portuguese restaurant where we had all different kinds of um, meats, we felt like we were we were the only ones in the restaurant at one point. We were still eating and eating our you know our way through the, all the different types of plates, which was amazing. And so this is something that that we value, and it's a and we we feel that it's realistic for us to do. So I'm interested to learn about the team and what are some New Year's resolutions that you have, or just goals or things that you're you're planning for this year. Casey, you know there are some really interesting articles on. Um, from a psychological standpoint, why New Year's resolutions does not work. And um, this one life coach, her name is, um, um, I don't her name, Erin um, Falconer. And she basically says that um, when people make resolutions, they say, oh, well, this year I should lose weight or I should get into better shape or I should save money. And she says that when you say should, it's actually um, not a good word because it donates um, um, like guilt and shame related to it. Rather, it's a will. So people who you should don't get shit done. I mean, her book is called How to Get Shit Done. Um, what she's saying is that the shoot and game the shame of the absence decision actually prevents you from making decision. Um, so, and another thing that people talk about, I mean, what other girls are fine is that the reason why resolutions don't work is because um, we're not conditioning our mind to enjoy the new behavior. So it's kind of like doing your chores. You know, if you hate it, you're not going to want to do it. 
Um, but if you frame it in a way that you can do it in a way that you really enjoy it, the effect of it, then it makes it more productive. Um, I guess like for me this year is um, I will not sure it, uh, be better with my um, my budget because my goal is you know to eventually own a home. So that's like my long term objective. And then the second thing is self care. Like um, um, I I saw this really cool podcast about. Uh, um, uh, that was interviewing this really this this uh, uh, relationship coach, and she was saying in the podcast she was saying something like, um, "When people go into date, the first thing they think about is, oh my god, I hope he likes me. I hope I'm good enough. I'm having like I hope I look good. Da da da." Which she says like that's wrong way of thinking. When you go on a date, you should be thinking, "I hope I enjoy this date. I hope this is a fun time." Because she says, like, the idea is, like, why do you need to change yourself or feel like you're not enough when you're going to date? You're already setting yourself up for failure. So why not come in thinking, hey, you are good enough. You're sexy. You're pretty. Why not enjoy the date with that person? It's that person's job to make sure that you have a good time as well as yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm jumping everywhere. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's... From at least a marketing perspective, we see we do see like in terms of human nature, it's called a quote unquote seasonality of type of things where unfortunately it feels like we kind of go in the same cyclical thing of, oh, New Year's resolutions, what we can do to make New Year's resolutions happen. But from a marketing perspective, it's always the same every year. Um, in the beginning of January, gym searches spike, um, things like weight loss services like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers and things like that, those also spike and that's the media also kind of goes up with it. And even some bariatric surgeries in terms of like lap band and things like that, those also increase as people are trying to kind of look for what better improves them. And I think just from anecdotally, people are going to more grocery shopping and like the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's are more crowded than the general like Vons and like or else because people are looking more for the organic or the more healthy and are willing to cook more. Um, so I think it's just a matter of just it's human nature to kind of want to start new. But I think to Casey's and Jasmine's point that it's a little harder to do it just a cold turkey to some degree. So I, I strongly believe I don't necessarily have New Year's resolutions, but I believe that you have to slowly progress into it where it doesn't feel like a shock to your system because I think you adopt habits a little better when it's like small goals that you can feel like it's manageable as mm-hmm. you kind of go throughout the year yeah and i kind of noticed a pattern too when we come up with new year's resolutions and that's that most of the new year's resolutions have the word more in it and i think if, when we make resolutions that have the word more in the statement it suggests that we're not doing enough of something and that we have to up our game towards it so like for example looking at the statista um, statistics about um, 1100 u.s adults that were interviewed in december of last month people said that they want to eat more healthy foods they want to get more exercise save more money Focus more, uh, get more sleep, Get focus more on self-care, read more, make more friends, um, learn more skills. <laughs> so everything has right. to do with more, 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 more. But then I'm thinking that maybe we would see commitment increase a little bit if people remove the word more and maybe replace it with the word less 
for instance. So if you're trying to learn a new skill, maybe it's about evaluating why you haven't done it and then doing less of something so you can make time to do that thing. Um, or for, for instance, if your goal is to read more, then learn about what are the factors that are not making you read as much as you want to and then eliminating. So then doing less of that so that you can have time to read, for instance. So I think if we can replace the more with the less, like my one of my New Year's resolutions is to be less stressed. So it doesn't include the word more in it. So in order to become less stressed, what I've done is I started consolidating all of my calendars. I already did that. Um, this week, actually, I consolidated all of my emails and all of my calendars into one centralized inbox and one centralized calendar. So everything is color coded. I don't have to log into eight different places for things. So I'm a little bit more centralized now, acknowledging that I can't do everything in one day and just using the rest of the week to do things a little bit at a time, laying one brick at a time to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. Wow. So Carl with less and I'm with more. <laughs> How about you two? Well, more food, more more places to venture. So I want more. <laughs> Jasmine, didn't you hear what she's talking about more? That's bad. How dare you? <laughs> um, for, sorry, go ahead, Jasmine. Oh, no, that was it. I was just like giggling. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm pretty much neutral. I kind of just make mini goals throughout the year. So I don't really have a more or a less. You could say I'm right in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I um, I don't know. I, I guess if, I don't. For me, I'm not really New Year resolution, but it's more like objectives. Like, what do I want to accomplish this year? Uh, that's how I saw it. Uh, one more thing in New Year's resolution. It's kind of more like, okay, here is where I was last year. What worked well? Oh, you know, it was really cool. Um, totally random thought. So for New Year's, my friends and I went to um, Palm Springs and we rented a house and had a pool and jacuzzi. And so um, this is something we're starting to do yearly, and this is the second time we're doing it. But we, we stay in the pool and then we count down to New Year's and then we pop a bottle of champagne and we're like, like, yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then we spend each, and then we each take turn at like asking each other questions about what was good last year and what they want to do this year. And, you know, like this year, um, one of the questions was, what do you want to accomplish? And I was going around the, the group and we're all talking and it's like wow one of my friends want to open a business in the philippines the other one wants to open a business in like a personal training business you know eventually and you know like and then like and then like everyone had and another uh, one a baby and i'm just like wow like these are really cool goals to see you know my friends doing it kind of seeing them talk about it and then like sharing with them made it felt so real it was such a magical moment about, you know, like understanding, you know, kind of us coaching each other moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good that you all did that because according to shape.com, one of the 10 reasons why um, people don't um, don't achieve their goals is that they, they set up their goals alone. 
So by sharing really? it, it's actually reason number one, going at it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, accountability. So I, yeah, that creates accountability. I think by sharing that experience, by sharing what what was accomplished the previous year and what you hope to accomplish the, the next year, making it public mm-hmm. kind of like makes you feel more committed to accomplishing it. And you, you use the key word, you said objective. And it, as with applying for like a grant, for example, your objectives are the steps you're going to take to reach your goal. So a lot of mm-hmm. people say, oh, my goal is to lose weight. Okay, that's great. But what are the things that you need to do to get to that goal? Those are your objectives. And I think a lot of people make these very broad goals without establishing their objectives on mm-hmm. how they're actually going to get there. So I think yeah. like, uh, and it's funny to see that year after year, the the top New Year's resolutions are always related to weight and money. People want to lose weight. They want to make more money. Hmm. it's actually like the number one is is weight loss or healthier eating mm-hmm. yeah interesting and that's what Courtney was talking about like the spikes in like people going registering for for diff- for the gym or for different food vendors that offer you like healthy options where you just everything comes in the mail and you just, you know, you heat it up in the microwave or you eat it and then that's it. Like you don't have to worry about ingredients or any of that. Oh, yeah, like the they boxes, have- like the fresh boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were thinking about doing that, but it was like, eh. You wouldn't have to go outside in the bomb cyclone, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> the food would be forced to be delivered to your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the bombastic. I had to go to work. <laughs> You gotta go to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Isn't wow. everything like closed? It's not I saw fire. Articles like ten minutes outside, you get frostbite. I was like, nope. It's not fire. It's just a little snow. I bet you it feels like fire if you're frozen. <laughs> it was. The, it was actually because it was windy. That's what got to you. Like it felt. Uh... It was just like snow falling, but then like the wind made it worse because then you had like snow. It, blowing into your eyes with like super fast speeds <laughs> it was like so a, like, like a snow, dodging the snow like a snow hurricane mm-hmm. yeah i'm just very happy i don't live over there good luck you guys <laughs> yeah bless you it was also cold in florida too it snowed in tallahassee really yeah, I'm sure it was very minor compared to what you guys are experiencing in New York. no it was it was worse like in maine uh-huh. That's where they got it a lot worse. Maine and like Mass- the Massachusetts coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they had like the storm surge and, and everything. Yeah. Wow. So uh all right. So one of the ten reasons, as I mentioned, why people don't commit to their um to their New Year's resolutions is that they go at it alone. Another one is that they have extremely lofty resolutions. And reason number three is that they give up very easily and they're easily discouraged. They have issues with time management is reason number four. Financial burden is reason number five. And number six is unrealistic resolutions. What do y'all think of that? It makes sense. I think especially with the unrealistic resolutions because they don't think about the sustainability of it. Like, oh, I really need to start waking up early in order to get to work. So what am I going to, when you think about it, then it's like the habits piece. Like, oh, I'm going to actually have everything I need ready so that the next day 
Like, I can make it part of a lifestyle. So that's that's what I feel that if, if they don't have, like, an action plan, then that that's what really um, fails a lot of people. And it's important for people to think about visualizing what does success mean to them with these goals and how they're able to, to achieve them. So, like, if you do, if you write them down or, you know, something that you could post in, like, some sort of, room that you use a lot where you can actually write things down if you have a flip chart or something and you can highlight and use different colors or do it by month or something like that that could help um, paint the picture of what you actually want to accomplish because if you don't see it then it's just going to be like words disappear into thin air so that's what i think happens Mm -hmm. and go ahead casey oh you know i was always thinking was like um you know, like when things go great, you can have lofty goals and you're like, okay, do all this stuff. It's what happens when things are not going so well. Let's say your goal is to save money. And let's say like January is great, but then February comes and then crap, you have extra bills. Let's say you had to go to a vet or go to a certain thing that costs a lot of money. And then you had to like dip into saving funds. Well, when those times happen, you're more like to say, oh my gosh, you know, it's okay. I just have to cover this and I'll go back on track. But the moment when you're not on track, that's the, I think that when you lose it. Um, uh, I find, and a lot of articles have like supported this, is that you know, like you should write every morning five things you want to do or five things you're grateful for or your goal or your or your, your desires. I mean, like I'm and make that a habit, and I think that's how you can resolve your goals. I mean, like, um, I mean, for example, for me, I one of my goals, two thousand seventeen, like, kept like writing over and over was, you know, to get an increase in like a pay raise, and then you know, like, uh, so every every day I just would write, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this, uh, like, this is something I want, and then you know, I'm this far, I'm really grateful, and you know, what within this year I did, I met my, one of my goals, and then I looked back to all my journaling, realized every single goals I wanted, you know, I was able to achieve it one way or another. Um, I think that's what the best way to set a resolution. Not look at the long term, but like little tiny things that you want, mm-hmm. and break it into smaller chunks. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you you mentioned about the smaller chunks because according to the American Psychological Association, there are some tips for making your New Year's resolution stick. And one of them is to start small. Hmm. Man, everything I'm doing is, I guess, is doing it right, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Productivity over there. Yeah. The second tip is to change one behavior at a time, which is also consistent with what you were saying, Casey. Yeah. And another well, is, to, is to talk about it, share your experiences with family and friends. You're doing that. So it's like it's like the American Psychological Association just like gave birth to Casey. I <laughs> read <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Well, it, logically, when all those things make sense, I mean, let's study a side way. It would make sense that you want to share with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for, or, I think for us it makes sense. But for a lot of people, they just they, they know they have to implement a goal, but they don't know what to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Or some people will shy away from sharing their goal because they would, you know, they would be afraid that they would be um, critiqued about not completing the goal. Mm-hmm. Or, some, or just yeah, mm-hmm. 
I would say like even with your friends, Casey, seeing how like great their goals would be if you're maybe a few years behind that, it's a little intimidating to share your goal like, oh, my goal is actually just to pay rent at the end of the month. But then your friends are like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to do all these things. You'd be like, oh, crap, I just really want to pay rent at the end of the month. <laughs> well, one of my goals is to have a baby, too. But, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's going to be immaculate conception like Jesus, you know, he's just going to come out. <laughs> I'm sure that'd be more frightening than rewarding initially. You'd be very concerned. I want a baby now. <laughs> But then remember, you have to commit. It's a lifelong <laughs> commitment, and mm-hmm. so you're, you know, there's a lot of things you gotta give and take. You know, worst mm-hmm. STD ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm joking. Well, the the fourth tip that the APA gives us is to not beat yourself up, and I think. For some people who talk very openly about a goal, like for example, your friends who want to start a business, they mm-hmm. not, like not. It's good and and I guess mutually motivating that they had they had mentioned that that's a, a goal that they have. But mm-hmm. if things happen and they're not able to meet that goal, I feel like people who put it on the table publicly are more likely to stress themselves out to attain that goal because they told people they were going to achieve that goal. So it's like if I put on Facebook like, hey, guys, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month. Like, I'm really going to try to beat myself up to make sure that I get to that point. And I get really stressed if I don't meet that goal, because not only did I did I adopt that as a goal for myself, but I've also set this expectation and people are going to follow up with me to make sure that I reach my goal. So I guess mm. that's the other side of the of the coin. I also want while you're talking about it, I'm starting to thinking how much is it that we're being marketed about weight and money? You know? Oh, all like, the time. <laughs> right. So like maybe people say, Oh, I want to be fitter while the gyms are like, Oh, is that your goal? Here's what you can do. Join the gym membership, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like Weight Watchers, like, okay, you, you want to lose weight? Join us at Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. a New Year's New Resolution. So maybe people are primed to think in losing weight. Yeah. Um, you I, know? I think it's conditioned. Like, we see it in social media all the time. And Casey, you talked about this in one of the episodes where it's like just being thin alone is not like the social norm. Now you have to be, like, curvy. Or delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's, like, all about butt blaster and having, like, the Kardashian curves and all this stuff so now that's like the new thing yeah Hmm. people are just very critical on each other like oh you know if you if you ever are with family they're always like oh you you look you look fat oh you look too skinny and then it's like okay thanks good seeing you too Because it's like, after one point, you're like, this is what family reunions are for you to criticize me. (laughs) But also makes people like more subconscious as well. I mean, I think it's also like a mini competition, especially when you do yearly family reunions and you don't see people each year. They're like, oh, so what have you been up to? And it's always kind of like a competition to see who's attained more, who's been Mm -hmm. more successful. Yeah. Yeah. So note to wow. self, never tell somebody, oh, you look fat or you look skinny. Like, those are things that you just do not do. Mm-hmm. I don't think people regularly go up to people and go, hey, you look fat, man. <laughs> well, oh, you'd, <laughs> be, you'd be surprised in some cultures yeah. it's like that. It's kind of it's like it's a uh, they'll, they'll they'll say it in the diminutive so that it sounds cute. Like, oh, you look. How's my fatty? 
Oh, <laughs> <like> yeah. <laughs> okay. I well, girls, like, let me know what you think. I mean, like, I was, uh, this is the second time that I've noticed when I visit my uh, friends who are girls, and mm-hmm. you know, like, I come to the house or like, like the other day, I was helping a friend build her piano. And then right before I came, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Casey. But, you know, I'm in my gym clothes and I don't know how my makeup on. I'm going to look really shitty. And it's like the second time that happened. And I came and like, oh, my God, she's really, really she looks really good. She's like very radiant. She doesn't have like makeup on. She looks really good. And then I consciously like I made a point to her saying, hey, you know what? You should wear less makeup because you actually look really good. But the conditions that, you know, that they think without makeup on they just look bad hmm. you like uh, I would say it's preference I would probably say that like either way it's really up to whatever she thinks is kind of looks good or not I think like her saying that more so is just she's kind of like she's not used to her face that way because you get used to wearing makeup every day and then you have your regular face and you don't really like you're not used to it so you don't think it looks good but you probably look fine, but it's just in your face. You're just not used to seeing that every day. So, cause you only see it when for like two hours in the morning and two hours at night before you go to sleep and you're used to having mm-hmm. like your eyeliner on and all that other stuff on. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, you feel naked without it, I guess. So it could mm-hmm. be like if you walk outside with no clothes on and you're like, uh, yeah, don't look at me right now. Cause I'm not wearing any clothes. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. It's like a security blanket type of thing. Mm-hmm. I would say. And I know, Casey, you excluded me from this question because of my gender, but (laughs) I'll opine anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that it's um, like whenever she wears makeup, she's probably told, hey, you look great. You look pretty. You look blah, blah, blah. But then Uh when she's not, she's not told the same thing. So then you probably helped her with her self with her non makeup self-esteem in that way. But, you know, so it's kind of like by based on experience also. You know what I mean? Like if I'm like if I wear a suit to work, for example, and people are like, oh, you're looking sharp, you're looking sharp. And then I wear this. I'm just wearing Mm -hmm. like a regular sweater and a hoodie and I go to work and people don't say anything. Then I'm going to be like, "Okay, if I need some encouragement or for people to say that I look good, I have to dress in a suit. Wear the super suit. Mm -hmm. I think. I think people are just conditioned because, like, even at my office, some people dress really nicely and some people just dress down. But, like, maybe originally you're like, damn, that person doesn't try very hard. But after <laughs> a while, you're kind of like, oh, no, that's just normal. That's how he dresses. He looks fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's kind of just what you get used to at the end of the day because, mm-hmm. like, I don't wear makeup all the time. And then when I don't, people are like, oh, your eyes look different today. I'm like, yeah, it's because there's just not a whole bunch of black gunk on it so i don't have eyeliner on they're like oh you look a lot younger today or you look more tired i'm like i guess but i'm gonna put my glasses on anyway so you're not gonna see it really so yeah. it's, it's kind of really up to how much you take into consideration of how other people like talk to you i'm i'm fortunately kind of in a space where i, I really don't care so they're like oh you look tired i'm like yeah i am tired so are you going to leave now? Because I'm very tired. <laughs> it's just how you play the game in terms of conversation, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, in yeah. my work, the same way too. What I noticed that the managers end up, they dress nice. But us um, worker bees, we don't like, we're just dressed like regular clothes. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that. It's like I can choose to look good or I can choose to just 
get out of the bed and put on a t-shirt and jeans. But you got to dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I would well, like to disagree. I'm a manager and I come to work in leggings and a t-shirt because I'm just there to work. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> you said get a paycheck, yo. <laughs> well, again, what about skills? I mean, like, you're... I feel like at the end of the day, it's your work that speaks for itself. It depends because there's people who will judge you also. And those are sometimes those are people who have like authority and power to give you promotions. So if there's someone who dresses in a suit all the time and there's this possibility of them becoming a director, that person will that person will probably be taken a little bit more seriously than the person who dresses down all the time. It depends. Maybe it depends what kind of level you're you're applying for, and it depends on the person judging you also. Because if they're if they're from the old school um, corporate environment, which we still have mm-hmm. a whole lot of people like that, mm-hmm. then you're you'll be judged based on appearances also. It's not fair, mm-hmm. but that's how it is. Wow, well. that's right. My bosses are in New York. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, the anecdotal evidence probably doesn't mean much. But in my experience, I remember in my workplace, I saw, like, two candidates. They were contractors. And one of them was very, I wouldn't say arrogant, but he was very self-confident, and he dressed like it, and he acted like it. But his work quality was, like, shitty. And the other one, he was, like, a normal person, like, really quiet, doesn't really, like, he's completely opposite from, from, um... The the arrogant guy, and it ends up being it was the latter guy who actually got accepted, like mm-hmm. was offered position, and yeah. not the arrogant guy. Yeah. So I think like, and I mean like, and I, I don't know. I think work quality has a big input in, impact on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's hard it's hard to measure people's work quality in interviews unless you give them like a task to do. Oh, like okay. a project. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even, even resumes and cover letters can be written by the career office at your university, and you might not really get to see um, how the person really writes. Hmm. As an yeah. example. Yeah. So, all right, we're at about the thirty-minute mark in the show, and right about this time, we'd like to wrap it up with the bottom line. And we started a tradition of playing rock paper scissors to see who asks. The final question today regarding New Year's resolutions. You guys ready? You guys ready to go? Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we all have our hands up. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Oh, so Casey He's... has it because I had rock. Courtney, Jasmine had scissor. Well, one of them will be a scissor, right? Because I'm paper. You're paper, so you beat me. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Because paper wraps around the rock. I was like, uh. Paper loses. <laughs> yeah, so I lose, and then so okay, so you all lost. Of us, you lost. All of us lose, Casey. <laughs> I was trying to nominate Jasmine. Since <laughs> she beat me with. Okay, in this case, let's have the two scissors because they were one of them was winning at least. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> okay, so it's either Courtney or Jasmine. I can to... I can take it away that, or right. I could have the bottom line. Right. Um, so the question would be, what would your one piece of advice be to people who have established New Year's resolutions this year? One piece. It has to be a sentence, Casey, not a paragraph, a sentence. 
Wait, does it, the people who don't have resolution? No, no, who do that, have that's resolution. a big like, question. That's really challenging. Can what you would your advice be to someone who made a New Year's resolution to, to keep it? Like a nice little snippet. Like a quote, maybe. Oh. A quote. sentence quote. <laughs> that could work. Okay. <laughs> I would just ask myself, like, what is the purpose of this and why am I doing this? Because if I'm just doing this to fit, like, let's say I'm with a friend, a group of friends, and I want to, like, fit in or I have, I just came up with something, then I'll be like, ah, I just said that just so that I wouldn't be that oddball that didn't have a resolution. But if if I really know, like, why I'm doing this and I, and I have, like, some sort of plan, like, okay, if I'm going to drink more water, then what am I going to do differently? That means that I'm going to make sure that when I wake up every day, I drink either two glasses of water and then at work, make sure that I have some sort of area or water fountain that I could go to so I could drink more water and make it part of like, uh, if I do something, then it's going to be like at three, I'll drink another two glasses of water or something like that. So it's more realistic or when I get home, then I'll drink another two glasses of water. So then I'll, I'll catch up to like the eight glass of water goal. So that's and then I can say like, okay, I'm doing this because I want healthier skin. I want to make sure that, you know, my digestive system is working properly, that I'm not um, my skin is not drying up because right now, because it's so cold here in New York City, I have my skin has been drying up a lot um, and it's been getting ashy. So it's like I realize, okay, I need to start drinking more water. So those are some of the. Like, that would be what I would do. Why am I doing this and the purpose? Hmm. Carl? My one sentence answer would be to take it one sun at a time. That's it. Mm. So (laughs) deep. (laughs) Casey? (laughs) This is from a quote from Neil Gaiman, who is a really famous author. He says, Neil Diamond, hope isn't he a singer? Diamond, Diamond. Oh. <laughs> I hope that in this year to come, you make mistakes. Because if you're making mistakes, then you're making new things. Trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing your world. You're, do- you're doing things you've never done before. And more importantly, you're doing something. Bam. <laughs> nice. Yay. Um, and then my just snippet would be, don't make a goal without an adaptable plan. So that's kind of just what it is. Planning is important, but you have to also be willing to change it. If to Casey's point before, like hiccups come up along the way. Yep. And just be ready for those. All right, cool. So this has definitely been a great discussion, everyone. And now we turn to our listeners. What do you think? How can you adhere to your New Year's resolutions? Are there any topics you'd like to hear on the show? Or would you like to join us for an upcoming episode? Make sure to send us your thoughts at info at ologyresearchgroup.org and also make sure to check us out on Twitter at ologyresearch. Have a great week.